word from God today? There's about five of you. I said, how many needs a word from God today? Can we give him one more praise? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 1.12. I'm going to read out of there first, but before I do, everybody look this way at me real quick. Just put a big smile on your face. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you, my God, and I praise you right now, Father, that you're going to quicken this word in here today. I thank you for your anointing that's already in this place. Shake us today, my God. Break things off of us that does not belong. You're the only one that can set us free. And Lord, I thank you, my God, for your matchless power. And Lord, there is nobody, truly there is nobody like you. And you're going to prove it today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, now, Jeremiah, real quick. Listen to this right here. It said, And then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am, what's that word right there? Actively watching over my word to fulfill it. I love that right there. Let's read that one more time. He said, I am actively, somebody say actively, watching over my word to fulfill it. So in other words, God is like this. Ready for somebody to respond to his word. Somebody to put some faith behind what he said. Oh, come on somebody. A great man of God said it once like this. He said, God is more eager to answer your prayers than you are to ask. (laughs) Did y'all hear what I said? I said, God is more eager to answer your prayers than you are to ask him. Well, you know, I just don't think it's significant. I just don't think I need to bother God with this. God is actively waiting for somebody to stand on his word so he can fulfill it. Now go to John real quick. John 3. It says, Simon Peter said unto them, I'm going to go fishing. And they said unto him, We will go also with you. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, Have you any meat? In other words, have you caught anything? And they said, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. So they did. Oh, more of the story. Jesus told them to do something. They done it. Okay. Somebody say amen. They cast therefore. And now they were not able to draw in for the multitude of fish. So in other words, they caught so many fish, they couldn't even hardly pull the net into the boat. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved, the disciple whom Jesus loved, said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard this, that it was the Lord, he girded himself with his fisher's coat, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, from where they were not very far from the land, but about 200 cubits, which is about 300 feet away, dragging the net with the fishes. As soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereupon and bread. How many knows Jesus will make a dining for you? 
Come on now. Jesus said unto them, bring, unto, uh, bring of the fish which you now have caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to, land, to the land full of great fishes, 153. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, come and dine. Say that with me, come and dine. And none of the disciples did dare ask him, who are you? knowing that it was the Lord. And Jesus come and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise. You say, why did you read all that? I want you to see some in this story. Now, they had been, these were expert fishermen, okay? These were not just some average Joes across the street. No, these were professional fishermen. This is what they did for a living. And when all of their dreams and hopes seemed lost you got to understand, let me give you a little background. you got to understand now that they thought that Jesus was going to set up a kingdom on the earth and they was going to rule and reign with Him. Yeah, we with the King. But they didn't understand that His kingdom was not of this world. What did He tell Pilate? He said, I am not a king of this world, but of another world. So... They, their dreams were shattered, right? When Jesus died and He resurrected, they didn't understand anything that was going on. They thought that their dreams and, and hopes were all gone. So what did they do? I find it very interesting, and oftentimes you and I do the same thing, that when life doesn't go the way that we want it to, that things, when they, fall, when they fall apart in our life, and when we fail at something, we tend to go back to what we're familiar with. Somebody better talk to me right now. You see, they went back to what they were familiar with. They went back to where they were comfortable. And I find out that many times that you and I, when things don't go like the way that they should, we want to we result back, uh, we want to go back to what we're comfortable with. But they found out something. That once you go forward, you can't go back and be the same. Somebody talk to me. How many knows when you taste of the things of God, you cannot go back and act as if it never happened? You may live like the world. You may not come to church again. You may not acknowledge, try to acknowledge God. But let me tell you something. In the back of your mind and in your heart, you still know that it was real. You still know that there was something that happened to you. There was a change that took place. And you'll never be the same. But here they are trying to do what you and I do so many times. We try to go back to what we're comfortable with. We try to go back to what we're familiar with. But guess what? They had tried all night long and caught nothing. And here they have this guy on the shore. Hey, if you just cast it on the right side, you'll catch some fish. You know good and well. Some of them was like, who does he think he is? we've been fishing all night and haven't caught anything. Now you're going to tell me I just got to do it on the right side and I'm just going to magically catch fish. But I want you to know something here. What they wanted was in another dimension. You listening to me? What they wanted, then fish was in another dimension. How many knows that fish, let's get on a natural standpoint right now, fish live in another dimension than you and I. They cannot survive outside of water. No more than you can inside of water. You can't survive there. You can go for only a short period of time, but you're going to need some air. Amen? But fish, 
They are able to live in the water. So they live in another dimension. Now let's look at this at a natural standpoint. They wanted something that was in another dimension. And they were trying to get it. But they couldn't. And they got frustrated. Have you ever in here by the sound of my voice. Have you ever been trying to get something from God. You've been trying to make things happen. And no matter how hard you try. You just can't seem to make it work. Oh, come on, somebody, talk to me. Seems like no matter what you do, you try to make things happen. You try to do it your way. And how's it working for you? It's not working, is it? You're still getting the same results. It's not working for you. This is what they did. They said, we're going to do it what, what we're familiar with. We're going to do it our way. We're, we're fishermen. We know how to do these things. Let's do it. But guess what? They caught nothing. Until. Somebody say until. Until the Word gave a word. <laughs> Y'all too quiet this morning. I said until the Word gave a word. That's when what was in this dimension was pulled over into their dimension. How, uh, how do I get what God has promised me? I'm so glad you asked. How do I get what I'm believing God for? How do I get what's in this dimension over into this dimension right here where I'm at? I'm so glad you asked me this morning. You want to know how? You do it from a word from God. That's how you do it. You see, when they received that word, guess what? They didn't just hear it. They obeyed the word that God told them. And when they obeyed the word that God told them, they was able to pull something from this dimension into their dimension. Some of you in here have been waiting on a breakthrough. Some of you have been waiting on a blessing. Some of you have been waiting on prayers answered that you've been crying over, that you've been praying and, and just worrying yourself over. Let me tell you something. Let me help you. This is just one more case of evidence that proves what I always tell you, that one word from God can change everything. Somebody better give Him praise. This is living proof. They tried and they tried it their way. But when they received a word from God. Oh, come on somebody. When they received a word, it changed everything around them. Can, you, can, I, can I tell you something in here? That the blessing, you're not going to be able to obtain it until you get a word from God. That miracle you wanted, you're not going to be able to grasp it until you get a word from God. You see, because it's the Word of God that unlocks the, the, the things that's been withheld in your life. It's the Word from God. You see, that's why you need a Word from God. That's why you need the prophetic in your life. As I touched on this Thursday night, you need somebody speaking God's voice in your life. You need to be hearing God's voice in your life. You need to be reading God's voice in your life. Because let me tell you something. How are you going to know what you can have in that dimension until you've been taught what you can have? <laughs> Ooh, I never knew I could have health until I read in God's Word. I never knew I could be blessed until I got in God's Word. Come on. The church wants you broke as a convict. Y'all got quiet? How many, by a show of hands, how many likes being broke? Yeah, I didn't see no hands. So let's, hold on. So let's quit, uh, let's quit treating it like it's holy. It's not holy. Poverty is a curse. Are you hearing me? Poverty is a curse. Debt is a curse. 
The Bible says that He said, I make my people lenders and not borrowers. Ooh, how would you like to be debt free this morning? Lord Jesus, come on. Will you serve the God that wants you debt free? But sometimes you got to have a word from God. <laughs> you know what's not in your dimension. You know that your healing is not here. Come on. You know that your breakthrough is not here. So you need something that's going to be able to pull what's there over here. Right? Charisma is not going to do it for you. Motivational speaking is not going to do it for you. Positive thinking is not going to do it for you. No. That's not going to do it. Let me tell you what it's going to take. Somebody say the Word. Somebody say one more time, the Word. It's the Word that's able to bring it forth. Can I tell you that them fish were there the whole time? <laughs> Let's just stop for a second. Them fish were there the whole time. But they couldn't obtain it. They couldn't have it. And the reason why they couldn't have it was because they had not yet received a word from God yet. Do you believe that God had this church prepared before the foundations of the earth? Right? Oh, but it took 20-some years to make it happen. You see, I couldn't do it until I had a word from God. It's time to open this thing. Somebody say one word. From God can change anything. So what did they have to do? It was not enough to hear the Word. This is what's wrong with the body of Christ. We want to hear a Word. Oh, I just want to hear a Word. Come on. Give me a Word. Give me a Word. And then when you get a Word, you don't do anything about it. Hello? We don't do anything about it. I, I, I just want to know what God wants me to do in my situation. God tells you what to do and then you don't do it. Guess what? If they had kept trying it their way, they still would have been fishless. <laughs> Let me go on. Let me go on. As I said before, write this down. Only the Word has the power to pull what is in that dimension into this dimension. Your promise, your miracle, your breakthrough. Receiving a Word from God makes what wasn't possible before possible. If we would have went out and tried to started this church without a word from God, let me tell you something, it wouldn't be here today. Y'all better hear me right now. If I'd have did something just because I thought I needed to do it, but did not have a word from God, I had no guarantee that it would succeed. Let me tell you something. Some of you want plenty of money in the bank. Some of you want this over here. Some of you want that over there. Can I tell you what I want, church? I want a word from God. Oh, you say, why? Wouldn't you want to? Let me tell you something. That money can disappear and be gone by tomorrow. But if I have a promise, a word of prosperity over me, I'm always going to be blessed. Are you listening to me? Oh, come on, somebody. I'd rather have a word from God than man's approval, than man saying, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to raise you up. That's why the Bible declares. Oh, I better help me. Come on. 
That's why the Bible declares that promotion does not come from the north or the south, the east, and the west, but it comes from God. <coughs> so you've got to listen. I want a word from God. Do you want a word from God? There are things right now that are already there in your life. Now I want you to get this. They're already there. They've just not been unlocked yet. And the only thing that's going to unlock it is a word from God. Mm. You see, my God. You see, when I first started believing God for that piece of property next door to me, when I first started believing God for it, the owner said I would never sell it. Never. I couldn't even get a little piece. Never sell it. But I started believing God for it because I felt in my spirit that that was mine. Now, you listening to me this morning. <clears throat> but I had not yet received a word from God yet. It wasn't until Prophet Brian Karn came into town. And those of you, some of you have watched the video when he pulled me out. Me and Kiera called us by our first and last name and said, if I be a man of God, I see acres and acres of land that you desire that God's going to grant unto you. He's going to open the door and grant it unto you. I now had my word. Are y'all listening to me now? First, I was believing. You see, they were believing that they were going to fish and they, or they were going to catch some, right? But they wasn't catching any. It's not enough just to believe. You need to get a word from God. So when I got that word, guess what happened? The gentleman went from saying, I will never sell this piece of property. To saying, if you give me such and such money, it's yours. You say, what changed that? It wasn't my charm. You know, I got some charm. No. It wasn't my charm. It wasn't the economy. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. What changed that? A word from God. I'm trying to tell you in here this morning. I'm trying to get to you how powerful it is to have a word from God. That's why God said to me one time. He said, I have given you a promise for me. There is nothing greater that I could ever give you but a promise from me. But the problem is, is that you and I, t or we treat it like it's a promise from some man. Man will fail you. You better hear me right now. You have somebody, the same person, tell you, I will always be there for you. And come tomorrow, they won't even show up. Man will fail you. But let me tell you about one that will never fail you. That when he says he's going to do something in your life, I don't care how impossible it seems, he's going to do it. Give him some praise in here this morning. He's going to do it. So let me say one more time. Having a word from God makes what was impossible before now possible. <laughs> Woo, glory. Go to 1 Kings. I'm going to show you something in here. Go to 1 Kings 17. <coughs> 1 Kings 17, verse 8. <clears throat> now listen to this. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, 
Gedith is Serapheth, and which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the, wo- the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to get the water, he called her and said, Also bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said unto him, somebody say the man of God. And the man of God said unto her, Fear not, go and do as I have said, as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first. So he said, give my portion to me first. All right? And bring it unto me, and after make thee and thy son something. And for thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day of the Lord sendeth the rain upon the earth. And when she had went and did accordingly to the saying of Elijah, she and he and her house did eat, what's that say? Many days. Somebody say it one more time. Many days. She said before, you remember what she said? She said, I ain't even got enough to make a cake. Woo, come on, somebody. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the what? Word of the Lord. According to the what? Word of the Lord, which, spake, which he spake by Elijah. Somebody say, the man of God. Now, could y'all imagine this story in today's times? It would go something like this. So-called man of God steals from widow woman's last meal. Wouldn't that how it go? Oh yeah, these guys, they just want their money. They just robbed these old ladies and blah, 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 blah. Oh, this would have hit headlines. I mean, it would have, wouldn't it? It would have been all over CNN and and all these other MSNBC and all these other liberal news medias. It'd been all over there, wouldn't it? But this but let me tell you what's happened. Isn't it amazing that God used somebody who didn't have enough to bless somebody else? Isn't it amazing that God can take what little bit you have? And when you put your faith and trust in Him, He can multiply it for you before your very eyes. Somebody better help me in here this morning. You see, that's He just He likes to do things like that to show you that He's God and He can do whatever He wants to. You say, what do you mean? He could have chose a businessman to bless Elijah. Oh, come on. He could have chose a politician to, to bless Elijah. But no, who did He choose? He chose one of the poorest people in the place. Why? To show you that if I want to bless you, (laughs) 
There's no stipulate. There's no, there's no bondages or barriers on how I can bless you. When I want to bless you, I'm going to bless you. Matter of fact, God said it something like this before. He said, when I bless you, nobody can curse you. Somebody better give him praise on that. I don't care what the odds are against you. When God is ready to bless you, he's going to bless you. Woo, come on, somebody. And I thank God for a prosperity gospel. Yeah, look at some of you. What did he say? I said prosperity gospel. I've heard so many people say, oh, this prosperity gospel. There is no other gospel. Hello, church. There is no other gospel. God said, it is me who gives you power to obtain wealth. What, what kind of gospel is that? That's a prosperity gospel. What happened? You say, how was it prosperity? She not only had enough to make a meal, but she had enough to last through the famine. Somebody say, that's prosperity. Oh, come on, somebody. It's time the church quits preaching against prosperity. Because let me tell you the two ways the enemy is stopping the, the gospel from going around the world. You want to know why? Watch this. The number one reason is health. The number one death rate in the world is what? That's right. You better know that. Heart disease. Right? It's the number one killer. What's the number two thing that's stopping the church? Money. I don't care if you got a word from God. If you can't get there, you're not going to give it. Hello? So these two things the enemy uses to stop the church. And in the meantime, the church is in here speaking against the God who heals. Oh, come on. Y'all getting too quiet. And preaching on a God who blesses. He took a widow woman. Come on. You know right now, this would be, this would be blowing up the newspapers, Facebook, everything. This so-called man of God. And you'd see comment after comment of Bible quotes. Acting like you know the Bible. You don't even read the Bible. Come on. But I thank God that this story was in there. Because it shows me something. A word from God can change anything. Ladies and gentlemen, she didn't have enough to even feed her child a full meal. They was just going to eat a little bit and then die on this thing. Until a word of the Lord came. And when the word of the Lord came, it, it, it brought forth increase. Come on, somebody. The word of the Lord will bring forth increase in your life. You say, what do I need to seek? Another job? No, you don't need to seek another job. You need to seek a word from God. The first thing you need to do and I don't know why I'm preaching so much on finances today. The first thing you need to do, if you're struggling in your finances, you better be paying your tithe. You better be paying. Why? Because you have no protection on your money. None. God said in Malachi 3, He said, when you don't pay your tithe, you are robbing me. Hey, this ain't what Robbie said. This is what God said. He said, you're robbing me when you don't pay your tithe. And then he also said, when you pay your tithe, he said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Who's the devourer? What's he after? He wants to shut you down. He wants to shut you down financially. Come on. 
the devil ain't after my money. Yes, he is. Is the world broke? The world's not broke. He's after your money. But the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for whom? Gosh almighty. Come on, church. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for whom? The righteous. Let me go on now. I know y'all getting uneasy now. <laughs> Jeremiah 1.12. Again, let's read that. He said, I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. He gave this lady a word. She had a decision to either obey the word of God or not obey it and go on and eat a little bit and die. Come on. You have that same choice today. Some of you, listen, by the sound of my voice, some of you, God has told you things. Are you obeying it? Are you doing what God said? See, you have a choice. You can be like the fishermen on the boat. You can listen and get fish. Or you can keep doing your own thing. Which, by the way, stop for a minute, look around. It's not working for you. Come on. It's not working for you. Well, I just... You've been trying it your way. You've been trying it your way and trying it your way. Guess what? You've got nowhere. Because the only thing, I'm telling you right now, the only thing that can unlock things in your life is the Word of God. So you've got a choice today. You can do what God said, which is only the best for you. Let me add that in there. Or you can keep going on like you're going. But you see, God right here, He's actively... See, many of us say, well, if I, if I do what God says, is things really going to turn around? Is things going to happen? That's why I put that up there for you. God says, I'm actively waiting. Oh, my goodness. I'm actively waiting for somebody to declare that by my stripes, they're healed. I'm actively waiting for somebody to declare that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I'm actively waiting on somebody to make a stand in their life and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and we're going to stand our ground. You see, because when that happens, God moves. See, how many believes in angels? I hope you do. In your Bible. What are angels' assignments? They are ministers, right? Of what? They are ministers of the Word. Do you know right now how many believes that God has angels on assignment for your situation right now? Watch this. When you are speaking something contrary to what God told you, you are shutting down the work of these angels that's trying to work on your behalf. Because the Word declares that the angels respond to His Word. Say that with me. His angels respond to His what? Word. So what is my job? My job is, now they're going to respond to the Word of God, right? They're going to respond to when God says something. Do you understand that angels respond to when you say something? Did you know that? Do you know that when you begin to speak the Word of God, angels begin to respond? This is how powerful this is. See, 
So what happens when you're not speaking the word? What happens when you're not standing on what God said? You're quenching. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, you're quenching. Mm-mm-mm. Let's go to the next one. Second Kings. I got another story for you. Second Kings 4, verse 1. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah. Not Elijah, but Elijah. Saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. <clears throat> and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is to come and take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What, has, what do you have in your house? And she said, Thy handmaid have not anything in my house save a pot of oil. Somebody say, What I got. Then he said, Go and borrow thee vessels abroad. Of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, and thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, you shall pour the oil into all those vessels, and you shall set aside that which is full. So keep pouring them until they're full and set them aside. So when she went, with, uh, went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons, and brought the vessels to her, she poured out the oil. And it came to pass that when the vessels were what? Full. That she said unto her sons, Bring me yet another vessel. And they said unto her, We don't have another one left. So the oil stopped. Now I want you to see how, cool, how great this was. The oil kept flowing as long as there was vessels. But when there were no more vessels, God made the oil to stop. Somebody say the word of the Lord. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go and sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children off of the rest. Now listen to this. How many knows, how many's ever been there? You got debt to your eyeballs. Come on. Now I want you to know something about this story. Let me give you a little background. You see, in those days... Creditors could take your children if you couldn't pay it. Look at some of you. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Lord, Lord, have mercy. In those days, they could take your children. Now, you notice something right here. The man of God said, what do you have in your house? Notice the one thing she said. She said, the only thing I have left is just this vessel of oil. So you know what that tells me? She's already sold off the furniture. She's already sold off everything she possibly could just to try to pay this debt off <clears throat> and couldn't pay it. How many has been trying to do everything you could possibly do, but you're still not paying it off? Ooh, come on, somebody. There is divine... Freedom of debt. There are some times that you're in debt that you can't get out of it. Come on, somebody. There are some times... Let me tell you something. You need to learn how to budget your money. Yes. You need to learn how to budget it and use it wisely and all that. But listen here. There's sometimes you get into trouble that you can't get out of that God's got to help you. This was that case. She said, listen, there's no way I could possibly get out of this mess. 
And what did he do? He didn't give her his sympathy. He didn't give her 12 steps on how to be debt free. No, he didn't do that. What did he do? He said, I'm going to give you a word. Oh, come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor, grip him real good and say a word. A word, a word. Some of you right now, you're in impossible situations. And there is no way that you can get out of it. It doesn't matter if you used up all your energy and strength. You could not get out of it. Here's what I need for you to know in here today. You need a word. You need a word from God because I'm telling you right now, God can make a way where there was no way. Now, come on, give Him praise. Make a way. That's what we sung earlier. He's the way maker. Now watch this. He said, I want you to take and sell the oil. Get all the vessels you can get. And that oil is going to keep running by the word of the Lord. Oh my God. Come on. How many knows that once you empty a vessel, it doesn't fill back up by itself? Come on, somebody. I told you, a word from God makes what wasn't possible before possible. Here's what's going to happen. You know what this was? This was a divine idea. I believe right now that God's going to begin to give you divine ideas on how to get out of stuff. Come on, somebody. Come on. Divine ideas. You see things you never thought of before. You see everybody. You ever, you ever wanted to patent something? Come on. Say, man, man, I wish I could invent that, invent that. You know what they had? All they had was a God idea. That's it. Come on. Who was it that made the peanut butter? George Washington Carver. I heard this uh, guy talk about it. They interviewed him one time. He made like, I don't know how many things, different things out of peanuts. And they said, how did you make all these different things? How did you come up with this stuff? He said, I locked myself in a room and I just let God show me different ways I could use a peanut. And you think it's just for the world. Come on. I just showed you it's for the people of God. She wasn't even thinking about that vessel. Didn't even, have it, didn't even think she could possibly pay off the debt with that vessel. But a word from God can give you God ideas. Oh, come on, somebody. A word from God can do wonders. And what happened? God took what little she had and made it prosper. Many of you are asking this morning, God, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? I don't have this. How can I do what you're telling me to do when I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't have that over there? Let me tell you what God is saying. Quit focusing on what you don't have. I'm talking about the stuff that you have left. I'm talking about the stuff you have left. That's what I'm going to use. I'm not going to use what you have with great quantity of. No, he said, I'm going to use what you thought could have never been used, what your enemies thought, what your haters thought could have never been used, and I'm going to use that to turn your life around. I'm going to use that to deliver you. I'm going to use that to bless you. Somebody better give him some praise in here this morning because that's the God that I serve. He takes what you have and multiplies it. Woo! He don't take what you don't have. 
All I got is a pot of oil left. <laughs> That's all I needed. Come on, somebody. That's all God needed. And I think some of you in here, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think most of you have more than just a pot of oil. What can God do in your life? Everybody's real quiet this morning, so you know what that tells me? You're thinking. You're taking this in. And I want you to take this in. I want you to understand, we need to quit treating word from God as if it's nothing. Oh, I went to church today, I got a word. No, you got the greatest thing you could possibly have gotten. That's what you got. You've got something that's going to unlock doors in your life that would have never opened. You've got something right now that's going to bring forth stuff in your life that you couldn't have worked for and achieved for 30, 40 years. All because you got a word from God. Go to Psalms 107. He sent his word and did what? He healed them. And did what? Delivered them from their destruction. See, some of you get a word. You come up here and you get prayed for and you get a word from God and you act like it's no big deal. When in reality, the word says he did nothing but send his word. He didn't come and lay hands on you. Come on. He didn't come and snap the chair. No, he just sent his word. So what you got to understand is if you're going through something today and you get a word, you just got your answer. If, you, if, oh my God. if you're wanting things to come forth in your life and you've done all you could do and they're still not coming forth and you get a word from, day, a word from God today, you just got your answer on how it can come forth. He sent his word and healed and delivered them. From their destructions. Write this down. Everything I ever received from God. Everything I ever achieved was by a word from God. Everything I've ever accomplished in life was from a word from God. I am literally standing up here right now preaching to you because of a word from God. This church that you're sitting in right now is open to this day only by a word of God. Some of you think you need this and that. No, let me tell you, all you need is a word from God. You don't need to know how it's going to come forth. You don't need any evidence in the natural. All you need is a word from God. When we first started this church, all we had was a word. We didn't have a location. We didn't have chairs. We didn't have a PA. We didn't have anything. We didn't even know the name of it. And you think you need all this stuff. No, 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 no. All you need is a word. One word from God can change what? I got about ten people. One word from God can change what? Everything for you. I just can't stand the way my life is going right now. I just can't stand everything's going bad. One word from God can change your whole outlook. See, what you don't know is right before God said to open up this church, I was absolutely sick and tired of ministry. Wasn't we? I mean, we was just fed up. 
And I said to myself, I am done. If I got to go sit up a little tent on the side of the road and preach, I said, that's what I'm going to do, but I'm done with church. And then a word from God came. And it changed my whole outlook. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I had other goals, other plans for my life. They had nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. And I was miserable. Until one night I said, God, what do you want me to do? And then you know what he did? He gave me a word. And it caused me to do something. Everything that you see that I have in my life right now, do you want to know why I have it? And I'm just going to be straight real with you. Do you want to know why I have it? Because I have obeyed everything God told me to do. That's it. When God told me to get on the ministry, I obeyed Him. When God told us to open His church, I obeyed Him. When God said to marry her, I said... I didn't have no problem obeying, you know. Look at her. She said, I'm going to kill you. Everything. Now, now listen. I'm not telling you. Some things that God tells you, you're not going to like. You're not going to like. I preached earlier. Let me stop for a second. You're not going to like everything God tells you. But you better do it anyways. Because everything. Let me tell you. Everything I've got in my life. Every blessing. Every bit of favor that I have in my life is only because I obeyed Him. You better, if God has given you a word, you better act on it. Because if you want God to act, you've got to act on His word. Somebody say amen if you got it. So everything I've ever achieved or got from God was from a word. That's why you see me tell, those of you when you first came here, I've been saying this since you first came here. One word from God can change everything because I'm living proof of it. Living proof. Look at Jesus. Here's the power of what God's word in this dimension can do in this dimension. You ready? Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Come on up and play the piano. Look at Jesus for a moment. He was the word Made what? Flesh. So He was the Word from the Spirit brought forth into this dimension and made flesh. What took place when the Word was in this dimension? John said there are not enough books to contain everything that Jesus did. That's in your Bible. John said there are not enough... He said I reckon that there are not enough books in the world. To contain all the works that Jesus did. And Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also and greater. Turn to your neighbor and say, we've got work to do. I like how everybody got high pitched with me. What to do? We've got work to do. Now watch. When the Word was in this dimension, you couldn't stay sick. Somebody help me. You couldn't stay defeated. You couldn't stay blind. You couldn't stay deaf. You couldn't stay lame. When the Word was in this dimension, it began to change everything. Why do you think the Pharisees were going crazy? Because He was shaking the very foundations 
of their whole theology. Do you understand that? Everything they thought was this, wasn't. If you'll let God, everything you thought was God, He's going to begin to blow your mind. He's going to begin to take you. See, most of you think you know what church is. You don't know what church is. You've not seen it yet. Oh, you've got a good shout every night, but you've not seen church yet. See, that's why we got to keep pressing. We got to keep going, to, and we've got to keep hearing God's voice. You see, let me tell you something. You want to know why this church is still here? Let me tell you why. <clears throat> this church is still here because we let God speak. And you can say what you want to. There are not a lot of churches now that allows God to speak. Now, I know you like hearing me, but you need to hear from God more importantly. Yes, He speaks through me to you. But there's sometimes you need a specific word. You need a rhema word. Amen? A rhema word is a now word. What did God do? Because you received a word from God, He has set the whole path of your life in another direction. He has. Every one of you in here, you had plans. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that right there. God says, no, this is what I got for you. And see, now that I'm doing what God wants, I wouldn't have it any other way. No other way. Church, let me tell you something. You want some true, true peace and joy? It's not from typing amen. Let me tell you how to get some true peace and joy. Some of you need this. You want to know how to get true peace and joy? Get in the will of God. Well, I showed up to church this morning. That don't mean anything. Get in the will of God. What does that mean? Do what He told you. There is no greater peace. I promise you, no greater peace than knowing that you're in the perfect will of God. Somebody say one word. From God can change everything. Give Him praise this morning. Stand to your feet.